Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. They want to go 10 times by election, I win 10 times. They're not in for money, they're in for real development. I'm the first gentleman of Asin North right now. Thank you. Tonight, the defiance of Asin North MP-elect James Dachikwesing galvanizes NDC support for him as they storm the courts in his first appearance for his criminal trial after his victory in the by-elections. We tell you why the NDC is insisting MP-elect will not get a fair trial if his criminal case is head on a daily basis. Also tonight, former GMPC boss Alex Mould tells High Court he has so far not seen any document showing that minority leader Dr. Atafoxing was authorized to write two controversial letters forming the basis of the state's case against him. Uh, we have details as former health minister Alex Segbefia, who was supposed to testify today, failed to show up. This is Top Story with Evans Mensa. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. He had his first day before the courts for his criminal trial since he, his resounding victory uh, in the Sin North by election today. And James Datukwesin wasted no time sounding defiant despite facing the prospect of a long time behind bars if he's convicted. I can go back 10 times and I'm going to be winning 10 times. I don't have any worries about doing my work. So, never, nobody can break us apart. And if they want to go 10 times by election, I'll win 10 times. I can assure you that. No, they're not in for money. They're in for real development. They want their lives. So, for today, all I can say again is... I'm the first gentleman of Arsenal North right now. Thank you. Uh, let me bring in our, uh, our court correspondent, uh, Blay, who was there for us today. And Blay, he came from the background sound you're hearing. It appears the crowd that accompanied him was pretty massive. True? Yes, true, Evans. In fact, not all of them could even find places in the courtroom. A number of them actually stood across the law court complex holding placards with various inscriptions. Some read, Honorable Kwesin is our MP. Nothing can stop him. Others said, we want James Judge Kwesin among others. More than 30 of them stood outside the court premises holding those placards all through the over two-hour period when he was in the courtroom for proceedings. And uh, he was accompanied by some of his colleagues from parliament, like Samuel Okujeto Ablakwa, who came to support him. And uh, the NDC's communications officer, Sami Jemfi, also uh, joining over there. They went into 
the courtroom as well. A number of them making their way in there. Some of the supporters managed to get into the courtroom. And at various points in time, when they were coming out, they kept singing various songs and making the point. There was an interesting one they were singing Evans, saying that they have taken Opoku's money, they have chopped Opoku's money, but they have voted for James Judge Grayson. And tell us about this point that his lawyers have been making in court today that they do not believe he will get a fair trial. The NDC has been making that point quite firmly also. And we've been hearing uh, from, you know, you've been speaking to the NDC post the, the court hearing today. And where did drum home that point? What's that about? In fact, remember, it's an issue that we dealt with a lot before the election took place. They had submitted to the court statements that were made by the Attorney General Godfrey Yabuadami, which they deemed to be uh, prejudicial, uh, making the point that the AD had likened the case of these questions to that of Adamu Sakande, who we all know ended up in jail eventually. They make the point that those comments were prejudicial. They submitted it to the court. The court in its ruling in which it sustained its decision that the case will be held on a daily basis took the view that those statements that were provided to it were not relevant in determining whether to hear the trial on a daily basis. Now, they make the point in this new app application per documents they are filed in court that after that court ruling, it's emboldened the government and the president, for that matter, to proceed to make more prejudicial comments. And so they make reference to a statement that the president made as part of the campaign activities during the build-up to the same North election, where he said that, uh, why would they vote for someone who may end up in prison? Of what benefit will it be to them if they vote for such an individual? Now, they've attached that statement to this particular document that they filed to make the point that, look, this is because the courts failed to take note of the initial one that was made by the Attorney General. The natural sense make reference to the prosecution of the lead counsel for James Grayson, Chatuchikata, by the President when he was Attorney General to make the point that in that time, there were similar comments that were made and eventually uh, Mr. Chikata was incarcerated so he eventually managed to set that aside um, through challenging the process at the Court of Appeal. And so they say that they have seen this happen before and when the comments are coming in this regard, leads them to no other by one conclusion that they are not going to get a fair trial, for which reason they are challenging the court's decision at the Court of Appeal. And did the court buy this argument? In fact, the court did not even have the opportunity to go into it in the first place. And the reason being that the judge did indicate that the process that had been filed, it had, it had received notice that the process had been filed, but had not received a full complement. Again, we understand the AG's office will also be filing documents opposing it. That has also not been firmed up and made available to the court as well. And so the court said that it was adjourning proceedings to July 4, which was already a date that the court had fixed that. It was after that date that the, the day to day hearing will be taking place. So on July 4, the court will come and have the legal arguments take place. And it will be a question of, should the James Judge Grayson trial be put on hold pending the court of appeal deciding whether or not the high court got it right in opting to hold the trial on a daily basis. And you've been speaking to the party's communications officer who was in court himself, a lawyer. Uh, what has he been telling you? He makes the point quite forcefully that as far as they are concerned, they think that the comments that have been made by the AG and the president points to the fact that in the manner that a trial intends to progress, they will not get a fair trial, for which reason the trial should be put on hold. In errors of laws, errors of law which were committed by the trial judge in that ruling, and how these errors of law um, violates Honorable Quisin's right to a fair trial. 
And so that appeal is pending in the Court of Appeal. And uh, today we're hoping uh, that our lawyers would have gotten the opportunity to move the application for state of proceedings. But due to a few challenges, the affidavit in opposition to that application not being served on lawyers for honorable quasin and not being on the file of the trial judge the matter has been adjourned to uh, tuesday the 4th of july um, 2023 so we'll be coming back uh, next week tuesday uh, for that application for stay of proceedings what that basically means is that the high court should wait for the court of appeal to determine whether or not it was right in ruling that the matter should be heard on a daily basis. So that is that is where we are now. I mean, we've seen the copy of the application. We realize that you make reference to some comments that the president made prior to the election. I mean, one would have thought that with this particular election done and dusted, he'll be open to having the case dealt with in a fast manner so that he can go back to his work of representing the people. Why does he still have issues with the day-to-day hearing? Well, if you read the application for stay of proceedings and even the notice of appeal, um, you realize that lawyers for honorable question raise, are raising very serious issues bordering on prejudicial and irresponsible comments that have been made by no less a person than the President of the Republic of Ghana, who is the appointor of the trial judge presiding over the case. Um, Lawyer, the lawyers for Honorable Kwesin have also cited prejudicial comments by the Attorney General and Minister for Justice and other leading members of the New Patriotic Party. I'm sure those of you in the media are very much aware of some of these irresponsible and prejudicial comments, which suggest that um, our friends in government have a certain predetermined outcome in their mind, which they are working at. And therefore, it is important for the trial to proceed in a manner that assures the accused and his lawyers that he will get a fair trial. Yes, justice delayed is justice denied, but justice harried is also justice buried. And Joseph, stay with me because there's another major case uh, today involving the minority leader that we'll have to talk about, the significant developments there uh, during the cross-examination. Uh, but I want to go to Parliament now where the James Datukwesen matter is still pretty live. I want to bring in parliamentary correspondent uh, Kweku Asante who is uh, joining me right now. Uh, Kweku, uh, so we understand now that his swearing-in may delay. Why? Okay, uh, we'll get Kweku's attention back and and get him back on the telephone line uh, as uh, we wait the Electoral Commission understand uh, to clear the path for the swearing-in, but there appears to have been a minor hitch there. Uh, Kweku will clarify that for us. Uh, We're working the lines to try and get clarity uh, from the Electoral Commission. Understand that it was a busy day uh, after the holiday uh, before, of course, you know, on Tuesday that uh, they had gone into the polls uh, in Asin North. Kweku, what's holding up his swearing-in in Parliament? So the expectation is that the Electoral Commission would have to send what is called the instrument of election. Parliament knows that Jatikwitsin has been elected, but officially the Electoral Commission, which organized the election, has not communicated to Parliament that Jatikwitsin has won the election. That means that the Electoral Commission formally will have to write to the Speaker of Parliament asking him to swear in Jatikwitsin. We know that Parliament wrote to the EC to tell them that there was a vacancy and so they could go ahead to uh, conduct a by-election. 
the, the reciprocal is, is expected and the EC is expected to ride back. Just when Parliament came back from its break, it did seem swearing in for the Kumeuba election and the MP elect NS Yawenim. They have to rely on that election instrument presented by the by the Electoral Commission before they could do so. Our understanding is that Parliament expected that they were going to be able to get this documentation as early as this morning and trying to see if they could, they could do the swearing in. But that did not come in because yesterday was a holiday and the EC had gone to the offices trying to get the documentation through. So the expectation is that by close of day today, by close of business, and the Secret Office would have been closed by now, we expect that by 5 p.m. the EC would have taken this election instrument to the Speaker of Parliament to enable them swear in the question tomorrow. And the CMPs came in today expecting that that would be done. Most of them were quite ready to cheer on the question to take on his second oath. That would be the second time you would have, you'd have taken the oath of a member of Parliament. But that did not happen. And the expectation now is that it will happen tomorrow. And this is pretty critical for the NDC because you're desperate to restore uh, the balance in Parliament to 137-137. Of course, there's this tiebreaker of the independent. Right, Evans. The last time there was a critical business in Parliament having to do with the three taxes, the only reason why the minority were not able to reject those taxes as they had, as they had said was because they didn't have the numbers. The NPP side had 137 because the Kumewu MP at the time was not available. But if James Datikwesi was also available for the minority, then they were, going to, they were going to be able to reject that. And they did not succeed in doing so because Datikwesi was not available. Once Datikwesi is sworn in, it restores parity in the House, 137 apiece on both sides, representing the NPP and the NEC side. But the majority having a one-member one member advantage because of the independent MP for Formina who has decided that he will caucus with the majority. The minority leader has been saying all along that they are desperate for Jatik Kwesin to return. It increases their bargaining power in the House and it also allows them to be able to, quote-unquote, frustrate government business or be able to reject some of the things that government is bringing in. Already, one parliament signaled that it was coming back from its Easter break. There was this announcement from the majority chief whip that he expected some tax bills to come through again. The minority had already insisted that that will not be countenanced in the House. But they will not be able to succeed if they don't have Jatikwesin. And so they are very much looking forward to Jatikwesin swearing in, which will restore parity in the House, which will mean that the majority will need at all points in time when decisions have to be taken they will need all their MPs on the floor, including Sarah Jwasafo, who's been coming in every now and then, but not as consistent as you would expect. But she's been coming in unlike the previous time where she went away for close to a year. So that is the dynamics in the House. And once Jackie Quisin comes in, or say Chairman Sabonsu and Frank Anodon Pradia, what is clearly cut out for them, they will have to bring on the floor of, the par of, of Parliament all 137 plus that independent MP whenever there's any crucial government business to be decided on. Okay, yeah, and thank you very much, Kweku. I want to bring in right now uh, Sami Jemfi, who is the NDC National Communications Officer. You may have seen him. Uh, he never left the side of James Dutton uh, in the Asin North by-election in that constituency. He joins us on the telephone line right now. Also uh, joining us is the uh, his counterpart in the NPP, is the National Communications Director uh, of the NPP as well, uh, Richard Ayagba. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen, for... Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, 
Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Time here on Top Story. Thank you, Evans, for having me, Evans. So, I mean, let me start with you. And I guess congratulations are in order. First time we are talking uh, since the victory that you chalked. Uh, and, and I'm curious, is this your first national elections victory, not involving yourself, since you ascended to the uh, position of national communications officer? Oh, um, Evans, uh, we went into the 2020 elections as a party at the time I was a national communications officer. And with all the electoral manipulations of the Electoral Commission and the then ruling MPP, we won 137 seats. Um, so it will not be correct to say that this is the first national election uh, that the party I, has I mean, gone you, into. I mean, what, what, what I mean is, I was just talking about the, the victory, considering, I mean, the, what, you, what you saw on, the, on, on Tuesday. But how does it feel? Being the man we saw you on, on, on television, almost everywhere he went, you went with him. Well, um, I was excited at the end of the day that the hard work we put in paid off. I was excited that the good people of Asenov um, rose above the inducements from the ruling MPP, their shenanigans, their lies, the character assassination, as so on and so forth, and decided to stand by the truth, stand for justice, and to vote for Honorable James Jachi Kwesin and demonstrate to the whole world that he is one of their own. They have absolute confidence in his leadership, and they trust that he can give them the representation they need in the Augustus of Parliament. So uh, if you ask me how do I feel, I feel great that all the sacrifices, all the hard work we put in ha uh, paid off at the end of the day. So it paid off. And have you rested this off yet or you are still basking in the glow? Of, oh, we are still the in there. Um, working at the swearing in of the newly re-elected member of parliament for Arsenal and also um, then working on some victory rallies that um, have to be organized this weekend and more importantly um, thanksgiving service uh, to thank god for this victory and also some visitations to um, those who unfortunately got injured uh, in the process of the campaigning either through um, a vehicle accident or um, unwarranted physical attacks on themselves by hoodlums belonging to the new patriotic party so um the work has not come to an end yet we are not resting but i, I believe that by uh, next week tuesday everything will be over um at least for this phase of the by-election but the real work is um recapturing power in 2024 which for me is what this victory six signifies because this ascent of by-election was not just a mere election for a member of parliament. It was more or less a midterm election, more or less a referendum on the performance of the corrupt 
nepotistic, wasteful, and reckless government. And if what the people of Asenov have decided is anything to go by, then what that shows is that Ghanaians are tired of the wastage, they are tired of the abuse of the public purse, they are tired of the hardships and the economic collapse we are witnessing under the failed MPP, Akufuadobawomia government. And that change is coming, and change will arrive come 7th December 2024. Mm. Uh, Richard Ahiagba, you agree with the conclusions reached by Sami Jemfi on the back of that victory? Uh, thank you, Evans. Um, well, we, we need to put in perspective what just happened in uh, Asset North. Uh, Sami's conclusion uh, is his conclusion because he feels it helps uh, their cause. But what happened in Asset North uh, is no news, uh, especially because it was the NDC seats to lose anyway to begin with, uh, just as much as it was our seats to lose in Kumawu to begin with. So if the NDC uh, succeeded in retaining their seat, there's nothing uh, novel about it. Um, but then if we had won it, then you will have uh, some indication of the future from that. Um, and so really, uh, the conclusions that is reaching uh, for me uh, is convenient. I suppose if I were instead, I would do the same thing. Uh, but there's, there's nothing uh, extraordinarily uh, groundbreaking about uh, retaining your seat, which you should have or you are supposed to do uh, to start with. But you know, um, somebody went on a little run there um, um, to talk about uh, lies and government inducement or party inducement. Uh, you see, those things are just not true um, in a sense that, uh, Evans, if you came to a send-off, I, I am worried where we are uh, about the future of our elections, where that you have a political party uh, on the back of blatant lies. And I want somebody to tell us what some of the lies that he thinks that the NPP was peddling, but I can tell you two grand lies, or perhaps three, or even four grand lies that the NDC was peddled, and that was their central campaign message. The essential uh, proposition to the people was that one, that they want them to vote for the NDC's uh, uh, Mr. Jechikwason because government wants to remove him from parliament uh, so we can have way to pass LGBTQ or to legalize LGBTQ in Ghana. Blatant falsehood, but that was their message. Number two, that this government was, or this MPP party was persecuting uh, Jechikwason uh, for no wrong done. Are, are you not blatant falsehood? Are you not? Then, are you not persecuting him? And there, there are many who believe that. And if you speak to the constituents who, who talk to us in the day, many of them hold that view too. Yes, yes, Evans. But that's just because the NDC fed them that lie. It's not true. And you know it's not true, Evans. I mean, if people believe it, you know it's not true. Because why? The man breached the law, and if he breached the law. And he went to court to try to prove that he didn't, but the court found that to be not tenable, that they believe the court, Supreme Court's view of the situation suggests that you have breached the law. Now, at what point is that MPP? Is the MPP on the Supreme Court? So that's a blatant falsehood. Whether you agree with it or not, you cannot say for a fact that it was the MPP who is persecuting him. And in any case, that he has done no wrong. 
So if he had gotten his papers in order, and you know about uh, the other, uh, the case with the Jomo MP, what was the outcome of that? Uh, I think uh, it's Dorcas Toffee, right? She went to court, was able to show evidence, and she, she won the case. Why is that not a persecution also? So it was a blatant lie that the NDC went to Kumau to feed the people. And I think it's disrespectful uh, to the people, but that's what they said. And they did so because they felt that that was the only message they had. And it truly, that was the only proposition they had for the people. And the other lie they were telling was to foist on our, our candidate that he is a galanthea, which is blatant. I, I, I used to, I want, they, they won the election. Uh, Evans, can they, I come they, in? Yes, I mean, you, you will. Evans, let, let me just conclude just, for just you. Just a second. So no, no, Richard, 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 that, yes, Richard the, NDC, the NDC won uh, the election. Had retained their seat. Yes. I, I'm with you. The NDC won that election. Are you suggesting that they deceived the voters? But I just told you that they are central message. And if you think that is true, then uh, that will be your conclusion. But if you suggest that, if you suggest that, that, that the new patriotic party wants to legalize LGBTQ, that's why they want this equation out of parliament. It's blatant falsehood. Okay, stay with me. Sami, that's, was that a strategy? Is that how you spin the message there on the ground? out of parliament for no wrong done that's a blatant force yeah we know richard richard richard, 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 uh, richard stay with me let me hear from sammy yeah, there are two things. But you didn't let me conclude, uh, Evans. Yeah, I just want to remind you that I'm going to hear Just a second. Just a second. So, so the point I was making to you is that they, on this central message that I've given you, that and you confirmed that people repeated that to you somehow because they believe it, the NDC told them, is evidence of the fact that the NDC really did share that message. Yeah, and those Richard, are false. Stay, stay, stay with me. Uh, let me hear from Sam. Yeah. Okay. Um, the first comment. Richard made is very intriguing. Richard says that the ascent of parliamentary seats was the NDC's to lose. In other words, I, you know, I never knew that ascent of is a stronghold of the NDC. But I'm happy to accept that if the MPP now wants the whole world to believe that ascent of is a stronghold of the NDC, just as Kumau is the stronghold of the MPP, then I will say hallelujah to that. But every student of politics in Ghana who has followed election outcomes since the ascent of constituency was created in 2012 will know that what Richard is saying is a convenient lie calculated to cover up their monumental silver as leaders of the ruling NPP. Because Asenov is a swing seat. As a matter of fact, the member of parliament for Arsenal for 2012 was an NDC person. 2016, MPP. In fact, in 2020, when we won the parliamentary seat, the presidential candidate of the new patriotic party, Nanado Dankwe Kufuado, won the presidential elections. President Mahama had a little over 15,000 votes. President Kufuado had um, 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 over 16,000 votes. You understand? So how can you describe such a seat? as an NDC stronghold. Well, I'm happy that Richard is prophesying positively <laughs> relative to the political um, coloration of Asenov. We accept Asenov as a stronghold of the NDC. And this is not coming from Sami Jenvit, it's coming from the communication director of the NPP, um, um, Richard Ahiyagba, who um, um, lacks the humility to accept that they have been beaten in a competitive election, not in a stronghold, but 
in a swing seat because they had a bad message, they had a bad strategy, they had a bad candidate, they had bad ethics, they had a bad attitude, and so on and so forth. Now, let's come to the second point it makes, which is basically to the effect that we peddled falsehood during the campaign. Evans, you don't have ample time for me to respond to the issues he has raised. But what I can tell you is that everything Richard has told you as a central theme of our message in this ascent of by-election are completely false. But granted that what he's even saying is true, does he really understand what he's saying? What he's saying or, or, or what he's doing is that he's insulting the intelligence of the good people of Asenov. He's telling the good people of Asenov that they are not discerning. They are not able to decipher truth from falsehood. And that they are so gullible, so unintelligent, that they bought the lies of the NDC, for which reason they vote for Ginger Chikwisin. Ah, come on, Richard. Credit the good people of Asenov with some intelligence and respect. They deserve respect from you guys. The fact that they voted against you, despite all the monies you shared, despite all the vote-buying projects, despite the intimidation, despite the lies, and so on, doesn't mean you should insult them. You guys should, should, should learn to respect human beings. These are discerning people who know what is good for them. They voted for James Jachikwesen in 2020, and they have told you to your face that no amount of judicial manipulation, no amount of intimidation or harassment of their own choice can get them to ditch him for a person who doesn't even vote. You've repeated the claim of judicial manipulation, something that Richard mentions. Where's the evidence in that? He mentioned your other candidate, um, MP, uh, Madam Toffee, who, after the trial, was discharged, acquitted and discharged. In Judge Equation's case, this case is only continuing because the state believe there is a case for him to answer. How is that judicial manipulation? I mean, who followed the Quisin trial um, in the Quisin case in the Supreme Court cannot but come to the conclusion that the decision which was rendered by the Supreme Court on the Quisin matter was totally wrong. In the Jomoro matter, what happened was the election annulled or upheld on the basis of legal arguments. No, there was a full trial. Evidence I mean, witnesses were called, including expert witnesses, who came to testify to the court about uh, the issue of renunciation when it takes effect, the, the foreign law of the country in question, Ivory Coast, and so on. For which reason the court arrived at the conclusion that the MP, Honorable Dockers, um, did not owe allegiance to any other country outside Ghana at the time um, of his, her election. But in the case of Honorable Kwesin, uh, in the Cape Coast High Court, no witnesses were caught. No evidence was even taken by the court to establish the issue of his allegiance to Canada. Rather, Wikipedia was strangely cited by the judge in arriving at a conclusion on a matter of foreign law, which is never done, you know, in our jurisprudence. So it is, it is the more reason why I say that what has happened to Honorable Kwesin in the same of matter is a glaring case of injustice. Mm. And I'm happy that the court of public opinion, I'm happy that the good people of Asenov in whom sovereignty relies, I am happy that the course of heaven presided over by God Almighty have told 
our courts that what they have done is unjust and that Honorable James Jachikwisin deserves to be the member of parliament for the good people of Arsenal. And I think mm. our brothers in the MPP should stop wasting their time. R- R- and, R- and, and finally, Richard, uh, j- just a minute there. I mean, the fact that the people of Arsenal North gave him that resounding victory isn't that the, the surest evidence yet that they disagreed with the way he was treated. You have suggested that he bought into a lie, that they were deceived. Sami argues that that is uh, questioning the intelligence. You agree? Well, well I mean, uh, you don't expect somebody to say any different. But first of all, let me just correct him briefly. I didn't use the word stronghold. When I said it was their election to lose, the import was that it was their seat. And, and I used the word, if they retain their seat, there's nothing novel about it. So somebody can go on that run. Uh, to misquote me uh, if, if, if he wants. Now, you see, I didn't, I didn't, we, we didn't mean any insults for the people of Arsenal. You know, what we went to Arsenal, our message was simply development. And we went around and showed what we have done in that constituency for the people of Arsenal. The other aspect of our message was to try to deflect the obvious blatant lies that the NDC was peddling. And, and here you, uh, Evans, you concede that people repeated to you and sort of appeared to believe that indeed somehow government was orchestrated to remove you, which is not true. And I, I, I sometimes worry that in the media, it, the, the moderation of our conversation should include checkmating us and say, look, as far as this is concerned, we know that the man had breached the law. Now, whether or not you agree with the court, this is what happened. So that they, they, the, you keep the political parties on. He, he breached the law. You, you know, it is a blatant falsehood for anybody to suggest that a new... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.